Support for this podcast comes from Greenhouse Software. Greenhouse is a leader in enterprise talent acquisition software. Greenhouse's solutions, like Greenhouse Recruiting, are designed to help talent teams find the best candidates and improve the entire hiring process. Thousands of the smartest and most successful companies, like Lyft, Cisco, Meraki, BuzzFeed, Warby Parker, and Airbnb use Greenhouse's intelligent guidance to design and automate all aspects of hiring. To learn more, head to go.greenhouse.io slash podcast. That's go.greenhouse.io slash podcast. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 178 of the Recruiting Future podcast. Recruiting automation is often talked about conceptually, but when you dig into the details, there's a big question mark around what's actually possible and what employers are actually currently doing in this area. At the same time, there are questions around quality, cost and candidate experience, which just aren't being properly debated. With this in mind, I decided it was time to investigate the issue in more detail. So I got together with experienced recruiting leader John Wallace to dig a bit deeper into the world of recruiting automation. Hi, John. How are you? I'm brilliant, Matt. How are you today? I'm very well. Very well indeed. So our last investigative podcast, um, that's a difficult word to say, but I'm saying it anyway, um, was on recruiting capability. And uh, we got some really good feedback. And uh, some of the feedback was we should do, we should get together um, and do a follow up. So here we are. Um, we're continuing our theme of trying to record in as many different parts of Edinburgh as we can. But for 2019, we have upgraded and we are actually in a proper recording studio. Um, and John, I don't think I've ever seen anyone more comfortable wearing headphones than you are right now. It's hearing my own voice come back to me, Matt, is the bit that's particularly disturbing. Yeah, we, we follow in the footsteps of some illustrious artists who have recorded in this room. So let's see if we can hit them with the same quality today. Absolutely. So what I really want to know is, you know, what's on your mind for 2019 when it comes to things that talent acquisition professionals should be paying attention to? Now, um, you know, we'll leave aside uh, economic and political issues um, for now, because obviously they're sort of dominating, um, pretty much dominating the news cycle. Um, but with those things aside, what, what should be on the mind of every talent acquisition professional currently? Well, I think leading on from what we talked about last time, Matt, uh, where we explored capability and we asked that fundamental question, are we good enough to, to do the really important task that we have within talent acquisition? Um, perhaps one of the things that will be really pertinent and at the front of people's minds in 2019 uh, would be a question of um, is the increasing levels of automation capability the answer to these capability questions? So in other words, can we replace, let's say, average recruiters with brilliant machines? Or are we replacing average recruiters with average machines? And, and I think that's something that's really interesting for, for the next year. 
Yeah, I think it's interesting. Um, I, I kind of saw more and more um, stuff being written on automation through the through the course of course of last year. Um, you know, obviously, lots of stuff about artificial intelligence and does it really exist in recruitment? And um, you know, also you know stuff around um, algorithmic bias and, and all these kind of things. But I, I think there are some sort of fundamental questions around automating recruitment that um, that need to be asked that haven't sort of you know haven't sort of really been been covered I suppose you know for me the fundamental question is you know what can you automate and and is it already happening I mean what what questions do you think automation you know throws up for, for someone like you who've who, who've done that talent acquisition job yeah what can be automated of course is you know the, the first question but what should be automated as well is very important there are certain parts of the process which the candidate experience is enhanced by human interaction and, and and can we automate those or should we automate those and what's the downside of automating those the the, the point for me i think in a lot of the um, automation of processes is that is invariably a cost reduction exercise and by implementing more cost reduction exercises into our recruitment, are we doing that thing that always happens with recruitment, which is looking at it as a cost-cutting exercise, but we know fine rightly that has an impact on quality. So I think that question of how do you balance automation and the efficiencies you get from that, but still manage to maintain the quality of hiring or can you improve the quality of hiring through automation as well and perhaps reduce some of those biases that we know exist in all the processes? So I think that's a really, really interesting balance that organisations have to find. Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, you know, for years we've been talking about whether um, a robot or an algorithm could could replace a, a, a recruiter. And I think um, we always end up with this, uh, almost this pantomime-style um, argument, you know, oh, no, it doesn't, oh, yes, it can, um, you know, that kind of thing. And I, I don't think that 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 has really sort of driven the, the industry forward necessarily. It's kind of polarised the thinking. Um, and I think we see automation in so many different industries it's probably safe to say that it's going to happen in recruitment, whether whether we whether we like it whether we like it or not. Um, I suppose it just becomes a, a question of to, to what extent and and what can can be automated. Um, and also, I think that there is so much um, spin out there about recruitment recruitment automation. I'm also interested to know what can be done right now and what's for the you know what's for the what's for the future. And I think uh, automation is already with us, of course, to a large extent. I mean, if we, we cast our minds back in, in history to recruitment campaigns, and if we look, for example, at the Shackleton expedition of 1914, where he put an advert in the, the, the London Times, and people wrote in with a letter to say that they wanted to go on this expedition with very little chance of survival. So that's a recruitment exercise that had no automation, and they fielded thousands of responses. And then you move forward to what happens today, where people have their applicant tracking systems, they might have screening questions up front. Uh, they might do some sort of um, CV filtering with some sort of um, tool that analyzes the content of CVs and reduces things like that. They may use AVR systems as part of their tele telephony interviewing things. They may use chatbots. So th there's already an awful lot out there. Uh, where I think the next stage is when we get into that fundamental core of the recruitment process, which is that complex decision that is made between two human beings 
beings right now, which one human being decides, is this individual right for this organisation to fill this role and will they contribute in a positive manner? And the other organisation is thinking, is this, uh, or the other individual is thinking, is this organisation right for me? Does it achieve my ambitions, my dreams and my goals? And is it the right move for me and my family? Now, you have two kind of morphing, moving, not entirely truthful elements to that and what is already a complex decision. And I think my interest in technology for the future is just how far along that line of automating that decision on behalf of the organisation can we actually go? What, what What's the boundaries here and what should be the boundaries? And when I've spoken to people on this podcast about um, automation in the past, um, you know, people who are recruiting on a on a day to day basis. The, the the answer has always sort of come back that actually, you know, we should be automating the repeatable tasks, the things that happen that happen all the time. But the flip side is, you know, some of the the clients that I'm working with at the moment on recruiting technology, actually being able to buy some recruiting technology that can effectively automate, um, you know, getting the right date and time for for, for interviews, um, is actually is actually quite difficult. So, you know, I, I'm kind of really interested in in the you know what is the reality in 2019 of what can be automated so i, I suppose to to summarize as a talent acquisition professional what are the key just i know you've gone over some of these already but just just summarize what are the key questions that we need to really go and kind of investigate in this podcast so i, I think the, the the key question for me number one question is what is the art of the possible here you know, so what can be theoretically done and how far down the scale of the decision making can that happen? Is it stop at scheduling or can you go all the way to a full decision that would be better than a human being? So that'd be question number one. Question number two is what is the impact on the quality of recruiting that these technologies do? And a, a sort of sub subsection of that question would be, what's the impact on the candidate experience? Because we know your quality goes down when your candidate experience goes down. So are people ready to accept that? And that would be the final point for me is just because it's possible, does that mean it's acceptable? And, and what are we prepared to accept at this point in time? Having spoken to John, I wanted to talk to an employer who was actually using technology to automate parts of their recruiting process. Ben Gledhill, the head of resourcing at Yodel, turned out to be the perfect person. Hi, Ben, and welcome back to the podcast. Hi, Matt. Third time lucky. Thanks for having me back on. Absolutely. You're close to the all-time record now in terms of, uh, in terms of number of appearances. Um, always, a, always a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, for, for, for people who might not be familiar with you, could you just introduce yourself and tell everyone what you do? Yeah, of course, Councillor. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Ben Gledhill. I'm the Head of Resourcing at Yodel up in Liverpool. We are a um, parcel and delivery firm. Um, and um, been here now since January, been doing some fantastic um, transformation um, around people, around process and around tech. And before that, yeah, pretty much been around the houses, um, agency, in-house, RPO and a little bit of um, employer branding too. So I'm trying to answer a few questions about what's really going on. Um, with recruitment automation. Um, and I know it's something that you guys have been experimenting with, um, over the last few months. Could you, could you tell us about it? Yeah, of course, can. Yeah. So, I mean, um, you know, we, uh, 
Although we have kind of um, the standard vacancies in uh, support functions like, you know, marketing, finance, IT, other bits and pieces, you know, we're, we're fundamentally a volume business. Um, and we probably make circa um, 5,000 um, driver and warehouse hires per year. And if you think of the applications that we get, um, you know, we're probably getting over 1,000 per week in our busiest times um, at peak before Christmas at well over 5,000. And it's impossible to, you know, speak to every applicant, whether it's employed or self-employed, um, and actually give them a good old candidate experience, sorry for the, the buzzword, um, but actually give um, everybody an experience whereby they feel that their application has been valued and actually taken seriously. Um, so obviously we did a little bit of thinking and a little bit of kind of um, looking at possible solutions and actually kind of taking um, a bit of a step back from the traditional way that we design solutions actually put ourselves in the shoes of the candidates and um, we probably fell into um, the idea of using a chatbot um, simply because obviously you know there is a lot of negative press but actually when we did our homework around um, you know the, the benefits that automation could bring and specifically using the chatbot um, you know it's safe to say that since we've implemented the um, you know the benefits have been fantastic and can you sort of talk us through the the, the recruitment process where does the where does the chatbot sort of fit in um, and you know what what exactly is is, is automation Definitely. So we um, are currently, um, there are two steps of our applica- uh, application process that we use automation for. So I think on the last podcast, um, I discussed that we launched our new uh, careers website back in September, which went really, really well. And we're getting some really, really good um, stats and uh, activity and traffic behind that. Um, but a lot of the people that land on the careers website, um, it's actually their first ever um, journey into a, a professional driving role um, so the first chatbot that we use is almost like a match me bot um, so people can go on there they can put in the postcode and uh, what kind of license they have um, where they would uh, the, the type of role that they would um, like to work whether it's um, permanent um, self-employed or maybe neighborhood courier something like that and that bot will actually take them to the vacancy in question um, and it also shares relevant content like you know what does it mean to be self-employed so although that we, we sometimes take for granted that people know what self-employed means you know for example tax returns registering your vat um, other bits and pieces like that um, and the second um, chatbot that we've used um, is actually a screening bot um, and I think this is where um, automation augments and um, what I would call the, the human touch in recruitment if you want to use that phrase so um, when we um, cont- uh, when, a, when a candidate applies they automatically are sent an email um, asking them to go through a very short um, pre-screening um, process whereby we ask them um, questions around the role their experience um, and you know things such as um, you know are you okay to work in these hours are you okay handling these types of uh, packages whether that's alcohol or um, food related um, obviously you know do you know what a 7.5 ton van looks like are you okay to you know carry it 30k parcel and whatnot um, and if they come through that screen um, and they, they pass all the criteria um, they're then contacted by a member of uh, my delivery team 
team who um, will talk them through the last stages and then actually book them on to a face-to-face interview. But what that process means is from somebody landing on the careers website all the way through to completing the, um, the screen, there are no black hole applications. Every single person, whatever stage they're at, will get an outcome. So it might be that there's no vacancies currently. We'll put you in a talent pool um, or we have a vacancy. Um, however, you have nine points on your license um, or, uh, you know, you haven't got the right type of license to drive a van or whatever, or, or you can't get um, self-employed certification. So, you know, gone are the days of well I applied for a role at Yodel and I don't hear anymore every single person that applies for a role will get a response and for me um, that is really where automation comes into um, comes into play and what results have you seen um, from implementing this so far um, so I mean, on, on the whole we, we've got some really good um, qualitative and quantitative feedback as well um, so we, we launched the, um, the, the, the processes back in October last year um we've well um i think we're, we're past our um eight thousand or even nine thousandth um screening which is fantastic um we've made over about 450 hires to date um from the uh, chatbot um screened um candidates um which we really really were expecting that that kind of number um at this stage and the actual feedback because obviously like anything that you do um, in recruitment you really need to be kind of um, getting feedback from um, candidates to make sure that they are getting that kind of experience um, as of last week so I've done my homework um, we're at 96% um, MPS so we have a smile we have a meh <laughs> and we have a frown um, 96% of people um, have given us positive um, feedback which is really really good but the big one for me and yet again this shows a power of automation um, like many recruitment um, teams across the country, um, we roughly operate, um, you know, nine till five, eight till four, th- th- those kind of hours. We have as many people using the screening bot um, outside of office hours as we do actually in office hours. So, for example, there are still people screening themselves at 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night. And what that tells me is, you know, candidate experience isn't about um, anything that we do it's given candidates the choice of how they want to be screened how they want to be interviewed how they want to be assessed and the thing they have to remember is you know a lot of our demographics you know they might have another job um, you know they might have family or personal commitments so they're not always ready to speak to somebody or be assessed during the day so what we've basically said is we've sent you this email we'd love to hear from you when you complete that assessment it's entirely in your own time I think people are kind of appreciating that we're you know maybe taking a step back and understanding their uh, you know their own kind of personal commitments and whatnot and how far do you think automation can or should go in the future when it comes to recruiting it's a really interesting difficult question um I'm just get off the fence because uh, those nails hurt me a little bit. Um, I think, I mean, it is a difficult one because obviously, you know, I, and this is a big thing I will always say, you know, recruitment is about two people speaking to each other, um, whether it's a recruiter or a hiring manager or somebody being offered a role. So you'll never lose that human touch. The one point that I will happily argue, um, and I've had some really, really good 
um, conversation around this um, previously is that you know there are there's a lot of admin and there's a lot of mundane tasks in recruitment we all know that uh, we don't need to kind of go on that point um so much and if we can use automation whether it's a chat bot or whether it's another piece of automated technology to take the mundane and admin tasks away meaning that recruiters resources business partners whatever the 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 person the equation is if they can then spend that time speaking to hiring managers a lot more building relationships building rapport or spending more time with candidates at the bottom of the funnel on boarding getting involved in induction more we, we have to look at that because i know for a fact that you know the finance industry the retail industry that's what they've done you know everybody now has a lot more value because they've automated um the tasks that can be automated um and i think you get a lot of the concern because you know, maybe some processes in organizations aren't as efficient as they could be. I think obviously, you know, automation might highlight that. But I think it's all about augmenting of people. From you know, my beliefs are technology is only as good as the people using it. Um, and if you get all that right, that's where you get the culture right. So for me, there'll always be a place for people in talent acquisition. But I think we, you know, we need to realize that automation, AI, machine learning, whatever it is, it has got a place and it is here for the long term. Ben, thanks very much for talking to me. Thanks, Matt. So having got a sense of what's possible with recruiting automation right now, I wondered how things might develop in the future. To find out, I spoke to another regular podcast guest, consultant and futurist, Kevin Wheeler. Hi, Kevin. How are you? I'm great, Matt. Brilliant to have you back on the uh, to have you back on the podcast. Um, for those of you, uh, for, for those people who who may not know, who may not know you, could you just introduce yourself and tell everyone what you do? Sure. Um, I'm a uh, futurist and a consultant and speaker. I try to focus primarily on the talent space. I spend a lot of time looking at new technologies and emerging trends in recruitment and learning and development and try to uh, do the kind of research uh, that's future focused as opposed to what's happening just today and try to give people some idea of where things are probably going to be heading and what they should do to get ready for that. I'm currently exploring recruiting automation and we're looking into uh you know does it does it does it exist how are people how are people using it um and you know really the kind of the art of the possible now um but i really wanted to talk to you about where things might go in the future so um i know that you've recently been uh, sort of um you know doing some research and thinking around how recruiting might look like in 10 years time where where could automation take us if if it, if it takes off in terms of recruiting? Well, sure. Well, I think the first thing is uh, it will take off. Uh, it's inevitable. Uh, I think the only question that remains is how fast are we going to get to uh, a, a highly automated future? And what are the intermediate steps that we're going to probably go through to get there? I think uh, initially in the next three to five years, you're going to see more things like chatbots and automated assessment tools uh, and and more uh, powerful AI-powered uh, engagement tools start to play a part in the recruiting process. Um, you're going to see a lot of fragmented point solutions that I think we already have, and we'll have many more of them. 
uh, for any particular area that you want to talk about, whether it be um, in candidate engagement or assessment or whatever you're going to see, there are multiple choices, many, many choices. And uh, that's part of the, that's the good part and it's the bad part. Uh, it's the good part is that there's a lot of choices that, and lots of different approaches. Uh, and eventually one of them will most likely be uh, the dominant one. But right now it's an era of uh, really con- confusion for most people as to which one is, should I use and which is the best one. Uh, I think if we go further down the road, if we go down the road for uh, another, you know, till closer to 2029, five to six years from now, seven years from now, you're going to see uh, a lot more, uh, a lot more powerful tools that will virtually automate the entire uh, recruiting process, except for certain segments. And uh, I think that's almost possible today if you have the fortitude and the IT resources to put all these fragmented solutions together. Uh, most, com- very few companies have that today. Uh, neither does it, neither the desire, the money, or the or the or the skills to do that. Um, but for example, I think we will certainly be able to find people, uh, engage them in a conversation uh, using uh, chatbots and various uh, automated uh, promotion and marketing tools to uh, explain a job to them, to uh, match them up to a potential position, uh, to screen and assess them for that position, and even to uh, answer any questions they have about it and probe pretty deeply into uh, into what they're looking for and what the company's looking for all with automated tools. Um, we'll be able to do all the transactional uh, stuff like generate an offer letter, recommend a salary, uh, send out all the required documentation uh, completely or automated simply by pushing a few buttons. I think we'll be able to have an automated onboarding process where people can uh, not only complete any required paperwork, but also be introduced to the company and the team and the hiring manager and so forth. Uh, we'll have automated real-time metrics that are uh, talent analytics, which are already uh, emerging. Uh, and therefore, you know, we've pretty much got an entire recruiting process. So I think very possible, very doable, uh, virtually potentially even doable today. If I, as I said, given the tools and the resources, uh, and the technology needed to do that, money that's needed to do that. So that, that's kind of where I think we're, we're going to head. Um, <clears throat> I think the pieces that are left for humans are significant uh, and interesting. For example, the uh, having a conversation with a candidate, uh, overcoming objections, closing a candidate, uh, influencing a candidate and a hiring manager, uh, providing some coaching to a candidate, um, becoming a much more of a full service provider, both to the manager and the hiring uh, and the candidate in the, in the entire 
uh, recruiting process. So is is recruiting then something that becomes uh, you know sort of very much self service from a from a hiring hiring manager p- perspective? Um, you're kind of sort of saying that um, you know there are there are still sort of humans um, in in the process, but it sounds like uh, you know their role is going to be very very different from uh, you know what it is today, and even what it might be in sort of three or four years time. Absolutely, I think the probably the best analogy that I can make, and that's not a perfect one. But it's what happened in the world of the travel agency, where you know, 20 or 10 years ago, you would go to a travel agent for the, the smallest of trips, and they would, book your, they would book your ticket, and they would book your hotel, and pretty much hold your hand throughout the entire process, which is, a, which is pretty much analogous to what a recruiter does today to a hiring manager. I think what you're going to see in the future is the hiring manager will do a lot of this themselves using self-service apps and tools it will just be much easier for them it'll be painless it'll be uh, something they will just be uh it'll just be normal to do this they'll open up their their mobile device probably uh i think we're going to see computers become much less dominant uh the they'll open up their their phone they'll click on an app and it will generate a position description it will potentially uh, even recommend candidates almost immediately and, and so forth. So it's going to be a very much a, a self-serve model, just like you'd say, I want to fly from London to San Francisco. And you're presented with a bunch of choices and prices and time schedules, and you kind of pick what works for you. Uh, so I think that's absolutely going to be a reality. I think it will happen. Um, and then the recruiter, uh, if they still exist, and they won't be called recruiters, I'm not I coined the term talent concierge um, for lack of a better way to describe it. But it's somebody that serves more as the concierge function, a uh, person who answers questions, engages the candidate, uh, helps maybe helps managers find those really hard to find people, just like a travel agent would help you book the really complex travel uh, schedule that you might want to have. Um, they'll influence and coach and guide you and provide a hiring manager with good advice and uh, potentially backed up with data, um, they'll be able to provide a much higher level of service, uh, way above the, the the very mundane traditional service that eighty percent of recruiting provides today, and and they'll also be able to do some sort of high quality troubleshooting and quality control of the automated tools to make sure they're working properly and and providing the right kind of guidance to the hiring managers and to the candidates. So it becomes much more of a two-way role. So uh, final question, um, you, you, you said that, you know, the, the technology kind of exists to do this at the moment, but the, um, you know, the, the money and the, and, and the, and the focus perhaps isn't, 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 isn't quite there. Um, if this is going to be the sort of the inevitable future, what's the, what's the driver going to be around that? Is it better technology? Is it, is it, is it a desire for more efficiency? Um, what's actually going to get us to get it, get us to this point? I think it's just going to be uh, the cost of people, the cost of recruiters. When you look at companies that employ a large enterprise, employs 50 to 100 or more comp- uh, recruiters, it's a huge payroll cost. If they can, if they can reduce that down to the, to, the, to the transactional cost of using an app or to a service charge of you know $50 per candidate or something like that, which I think is inevitably what's going to happen. Uh, it may not be fifty dollars. It might be, you know, significantly more than that. But it's not going to be anywhere near as much as they're paying uh, recruiters to do the job. 
So the, the biggest driver of any of these kind of things is money. That's the bottom line. And if it's cheaper to use the technology than it is to use people, and they're getting a similar or even a better level of service uh, in, their, in their perception, uh, then they're going to be very uh, going to quickly adopt the technology. So I think that uh, the primary driver of all uh, use of technology, whether it's robots in manufacturing or uh, automated tools for recruiting, is what is it cheaper, and is it as better or even or better than what they were getting from the people? Kevin, thank you very much for talking to me. You're more than welcome. Enjoy doing it. Hi, John. How are you? Yeah, very good indeed. Thanks, Matt. How are you? How's Amsterdam? Yes, it's good. So uh, things have things have changed a little bit since we recorded the the first part of this show, which was which was a few weeks ago actually. Um, we're no longer in a recording studio. I'm in a hotel room in Amsterdam, and uh, where where are you at the moment? I'm in the the county Antrim countryside in Northern Ireland. Um, at the the business I, I have there, which is a an old people's home, a, a care a residential home for the elderly. You you do you do you do have a diverse career. I, I'm I'm living the portfolio career dream, Matt. But we we've sort of failed a little bit in our task to record in as many different places in Edinburgh as possible, but but that doesn't matter. Um, so you've listened to the the the, the two interviews. What do you think? Oh, I thought it was really interesting stuff, Matt. Um, I, I think you, you've got two great sort of almost contrasting views there. I mean, Ben has clearly done something that is working really well and I think it's really interesting, great the way he talks about the the candidate experience and the uplift the technology has had on the candidate experience. And that is something that a lot of people will find surprising because when I've spoken to, to clients or people in the past, they sometimes are a bit nervous that the technology might put people off. And I think what Ben shows in a real practical way is that the technology can enhance the, the candidate experience. I love this point about the fact that people will do it at a time that suited them. And what he quoted, the, the bizarre times that people were actually using the technology is fantastic. And as for uh, for Kevin, um, I love that look into the future of, of what might be and where he sees things going and the idea of the recruitment concierge uh, maybe not a phrase I would use or terminology I would use, but the concept is absolutely where we see the technology in a process sense pushes the human engagement towards that back end white glove kind of area when you're you're getting down to your last few candidates in a real high touch experience. So a really great couple of interviews. Yeah, no, I thought I thought they were really interesting conversations, really. You know, Ben looking at the art of what's possible now. Um, Kevin, um, you know, with his uh, with his view on the on the on the future of where we might be going. Um, I suppose what came across to me was this is a really complicated topic. Talking about recruitment automation, there is there are so many pieces to this and and, and so many directions it might go in. Um, I suppose the second thing that came across to me was that I agree with the the inevitability that that, that that Kevin points to, um, you know, we are going to see much more um, automation in recruitment. Um, and I guess also what came out of talking to Ben was they're, they're obviously doing some 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 great things with um, automating that kind of front end um, candidate communication at Yodel. But but it also shows um, we've still got a really long way to go. We're very we're very much at the beginning um, of this automation journey. Yeah, and, and I think. When you listen to what Kevin says, a lot of the pieces that he puts together, if you look in various organizations, they're already there in bits and pieces. 
And it's that fragmentation part, and it's stringing it all together. It's consistency of stringing it all together uh, for multiple organizations. For example, one of the things he talked about was, was onboarding. Now, I, I know there's um, a government agency in America that does recruitment for the U.S. government, and they have a completely automated onboarding service which understands what the candidate is coming in to do understands what questions they might ask and feeds them information accordingly through the onboarding process what's absolutely brilliant about it if you ever watched the west wing um they call this piece of software mrs landingham who was the secretary for the president in the west wing so that automation already exists and then you've got Ben's automation at the front end and there, there's lots of bits of what we'd call the process automation. The, the question for me that we didn't answer uh, in the interviews was about the automation of the actual assessment bit itself and what are people doing around that? Yeah, I think that's a that's a that's a really good question, and I've um, we we've had some sort of discussions on the podcast before about what's changing in um, assessment, um, and you know there seems to be a, a, a vast influx of technologies um, and uh, different ways of uh, different ways of thinking that are that are that are coming in. Um, it, interestingly enough, I'm in I'm in Amsterdam at the moment because I've I was sitting on a panel earlier um, at uh, a conference that Kelly Services has organised, um, and we were talking about the future of recruitment um, and uh, you know technology and assessment was a um, was a was a big topic that, that that came up and and certainly my feeling around it is that there are some you know some really interesting things going on but it's um, it, it's it's sort of very early days but 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 employers are realizing that um, you know they might need to think differently about how they how they do assessment assessment I think is a really interesting area in its own right and maybe it's something that we can uh, investigate on uh, the next podcast that we do yeah I, that, that would be I think that would be really interesting because if you look at there's a lot already being done. So I've implemented psychometric testing online, technical testing online. So there's a certain amount of testing you use in the screening process, but then you get into that decision making. You screen out and then you assess in. So who are the, how are we going to use technology to help the assessment? So I, I think that would be a great one to find some people who are doing interesting stuff. And I know some of the rec tech companies would certainly be interested in talking about that. The other point that Kevin raised, which I felt was really interesting as well, was about cost is going to be the driver of this. So the, the idea of cost being the primary driver could be a force for good or it could be a force for bad in terms of the candidate experience or the caliber of hiring. But I think there is a bigger, bigger cost implication here, which organizations still don't get their head around when it comes to recruitment. And we've discussed it before. And that's not just looking at recruitment as an isolated cost center and how we can drive down costs of our recruitment, but actually looking at the impact of good and bad hiring across the organization and the cost impact of that, the opportunities that you're not achieving because you're not recruiting the right people or the massive risks that you're running as an organization because you're not recruiting the right people. And once organizations get their head really into that place that recruiting the right talent has such a commercial advantage for them, that in itself should act as the catalyst to make them look at how technology can be used as a way of ensuring you make better hiring decisions rather than just cheaper hiring decisions. So final question, how do you think this is going to develop in the in the medium term? So Ben's kind of showed us what's 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 possible now um kevin has given a a a kind of a longer term view of where we might be going what's going to happen next no i think i think that's a really really interesting question and um if i knew the precise answer to it that's where i would invest my spare pennies um 
we go back to this idea of process, and I think the the nature of the process becoming more and more automated for the very reason that Kevin talked about to drive down cost, I think is the medium term future. Beyond that, um, there will be somebody who makes the leap or organizations that are already making the leap, and that will probably be in the areas where the catalyst and the driver is a real shortage of skills and the real need to find highly skilled people where they will start to use the technology in more sophisticated ways to identify talent in the marketplace and to assess talent that they have coming their way. But I think it's that that catalyst of needing the skills will take it to the next level as opposed to just driving down the cost of, of hiring. And now that will probably take place uh, where the investment exists for that, which would more likely be tech industry in America, for example, um, as opposed to the general kind of hiring that Ben would be leading for um, hiring the, uh, the the drivers for Yodel, et cetera. Uh, but, but another thing to think of that, and I think it's really interesting you're talking to uh, the guys at, at Kelly, is, is organizations like Kelly and ADECO or even Randstad, the big RPOs as well, uh, the the investment that they need to make to make sure that they have really highly automated processes that they can scale from client to client without having that mass cost base that they require to deliver the services that they, they have, that could also be a real driver. And as we move through times of uncertainty and more organizations think about an RPO solution, we could well be in a situation where the technology is driven by the RPO providers as much as anything else because they need to do it to make their businesses profitable in an ever-changing world. So to kind of summarise in one sentence, I would say that, you know, there's a long way to go with recruitment automation, but it's certainly going to go a long way. Would you agree? Oh, yes. And it's going to be great fun. John, thank you very much for talking to me. Thank you very much, Matt. Speak again soon. My thanks to John Wallace, Ben Gledhill, and Kevin Wheeler. I'm delighted to say I'm going to be recording a live episode of the podcast at Wreckfest in London in July. I'm going to be joined again by Ben Gledhill, as well as Andrew Soane from Accenture and Megan Butler from Cognition X. And we're going to be diving even deeper into the topic of recruiting automation. You can buy tickets to Wreckfest at www.wreckfest.co.uk. I'm also going to be podcasting and speaking at TA Tech Europe in Lisbon, Portugal in early May. I'd highly recommend TA Tech to anyone who's interested in innovation in recruiting technology. And you can buy tickets to their events in North America and Europe by going to www.tatech.org slash events. You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts or via your podcasting app of choice. The show also has its own dedicated app, which you can find by searching for Recruiting Future in your app store. If you're a Spotify user, you can also find the show there. You can find all the past episodes at www.rfpodcast.com. On that site, you can subscribe to the mailing list and find out more about working with me. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next week and I hope you'll join me. This is my show.